brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. To the Melange Lounge, a weekly bird space hosted by me, Dirty Diana Princess, where we chill out, talk about all things Marvel, DC music, and more. Um, so, guess what? I've decided that there will be three episodes a month. <laughs> what day will they drop? I don't really know. I have no clue. Will there be only three episodes? Pro- probably more, but all I know for sure is that three episodes is what works for me. <laughs> And so that that's where my capacity is. So starting in April next month, three episodes a month, random drops. So follow all the socials to make sure that you know when they are coming out. Okay, now that we got that out the way. <laughs> uh, so the Oscars were um, this past Sunday and I really only cared about two things, Angela Bassett and Brian Tyree Henry and their nominations. And I don't I don't have network TV or any live TV apps, so I was like, you know what? Twitter Twitter will let me know what's going on. So I'm gonna go ahead head over here to HBO and watch uh The Last of Us and then I'll just go to Twitter afterwards and see what happens. Um so I took a nice long shower, I cooked I really enjoyed the season finale of Joe and Ellie. And then, so I think that got done about 10 o'clock. It was like 10, 10, 15. I'm like, okay, it's been more than enough time for me to see how chaotic this uh, this timeline is about to be. So I go log into Twitter. And I was not expecting to see that both Angela Bassett and Stephanie Shu lost the best supporting actress category um the first thing that i saw when i logged into twitter literally was the clip of angela's face as they're announcing 
hit my door as they're announcing the winner and it was one of those things where like I was I was immediately like sad because I could see the sadness in her face and then I was immediately like pissed off because I can't like I, I can't believe that entire monologue in the throne room towards Okoye lost to some hot dog fingers and I honestly everybody in that category should be pissed because I haven't even seen the other movies that were in that category I saw the two um Wakanda Forever and Everything Everywhere All at Once and honestly I'm still not understanding what I'm not understanding this voting process this this is just really crazy um I I know (laughs) Angela Bassett's husband Courtney was ready to go as soon as he heard that because like what the hell I I wonder what the audience sounded like when they announced it I wish I could have been there um but Angela she looked really pretty she had really really good she had this very purple elegant gown she looked old Hollywood like I love the way Angela Bassett looks but that she had like a winning outfit on she was supposed to be up there with that trophy in that purple dress <sighs> whatever and somebody on Twitter made up a good point they were like well the person who won they got it for you know because it's a legacy win and it's like well if it was a legacy win it still should have went to Angela and if it was a performance win and you didn't want to give it to Angela it should have went to Stephanie like that entire movie everything everywhere all at once wouldn't exist if Stephanie Hsu's character didn't make the everything bagel that basically makes the movie what it is so the fact that she doesn't have her own Oscar really kind of pisses me off too like this is kind of like the the whole renaissance of bad bunny like if renaissance was gonna lose at the grammys i thought bad bunny was gonna win for his album <laughs> if angela was gonna lose i was fully prepared to like be sharing stephanie's shoes stephanie shoes uh congratulations all over the timeline but the oscars just shit on both of them and i don't i don't know how i feel about that i do know how i feel i'm pissed off but it's cool ruth carter she represented for wakanda she won made history again she's now the first and the second and the only woman to uh black woman to win that award oscar um anything else happened there oh michael b jordan and um jonathan majors came out and you know told her that they love her and i thought that was so sweet (laughs) what (laughs) this whole like pairing of michael b jordan and jonathan majors has been going on lately i really like it like (laughs) i I can't say that I've watched too many Michael B. Jordan movies, or really, I think the only other Jonathan Majors movie that I've seen was The Last Man in Philadelphia, outside, and then I, just, I really just know him from Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. So seeing them together on like this press run, and they're just being goofy and silly, I, I really like it. I really like it. Someone, I think there was some report that Michael B. Jordan wants to be like, partners with Jonathan Majors like Al Pacino Robert De Niro type thing well no Martin Scorsese (laughs) and um um Robert De Niro and I think that would work like they could do a lot of buddy cop stuff they can do some buddy cop stuff they can do best friends movie they can do a romantic comedy marriage movie like I want it all (laughs) can we get some like just carefree funny movies again so I don't know we'll see we'll see Jonathan Majors seems like he down for whatever like I really I just found out he's 33 years old. I 
And I don't mean it's that he looks over. I thought he just has a very grand, mature presence. That I thought he was at least like 36, maybe. <laughs> he's the only, he's only 33. So that, now that makes sense why he's kind of like got that youngest boyish thing going on. But we'll see. We'll see what they got in the plans because Creed was good. Um, but yeah, the Oscars, I don't know. They did that. So I'm glad I ain't watched because I knew something crazy was going to happen. Um... The music scene is coming alive for the spring and the summer, and I'm so excited. Um, there's so many festivals and tour announcements. Rico Nasty's going on tour, even though I can't fucking go. <laughs> Roots Picnic being headlined by Lauren Hill and Diddy. Uh, in Chicago, we got Ravinia Festival. And then there's the Something in the Water Festival in Virginia. That's Pharrell's festival. Who else going to? Chloe's going on tour. Speaking of Twitter and Chloe. <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> so like i don't have amazon prime like i tried to strip down all my streaming services but it's, i'm realizing i'm gonna have to like tag them back on again but from like the skeleton feed of my timeline that that is twitter i see that chloe is showing out on this new show swarm with dominique fishback i might have to go ahead and give in again <laughs> and get this uh this prime membership because i want to see what's going on <laughs> <laughs> And Paris Jackson is in that too. Paris Jackson is in it. Uh, it's written by Donald Glover. So, I don't know. I guess it, it looks like it's going to be good. But if you have not seen why Chloe is trending on Twitter, please go look. <laughs> she is coming out of her shell. And I'm excited to see what she got going on. She uh, just released her album cover art where she looks like a porcelain doll. So, I'm like, oh, this is pretty. So, yeah, I'm ready to listen to her album besides that one song. Um, same topic, Dochi is releasing her solo version of What It Is, Black Boy. And thank goodness, because I really like the snippets that she was posting on, on social media. So now I can listen to the full song. Um, what else? Most importantly, this is the most important thing out of the whole week. Megan Thee Stallion is back outside. <laughs> she has resurfaced. And oh my gosh, she looks so fucking good. Oh, she was at the, I saw pictures of her from the Oscar party. Man, first of all, hair. I love big hair. And I love when Megan wears her natural hair all big and curly like that. Like, very Texas. <laughs> but she looks so happy. She been working out. She ain't got no waist. She was styled by La Roach. So she was looking good. La Roach is retiring and I don't like that. But that's fine. Um, but she looks so good. She looks so good. So I cannot wait. She I already said she working on an album. Cannot wait to hear this shit. She's gonna curse everybody out, and I can't wait. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, there's gonna be so many people mad, and I, that's probably I'm gonna have that album on repeat. So, I'm definitely gonna be at the beginning of that promo area, uh, promo era. And I think that was really it from the weekend. Like, it was just a lot of stuff going on that I had to catch up on. So, that's all I really had for that. Oh, wait, no, no, no two albums that came out that I listened to were Caliochis um, and Masego. Masego, he had released a, a self-titled album. I think after, I didn't even realize it's been like four to five years since he released anything. I feel like that's actually when I heard of him <laughs> was that album. So um, it's called, it was pretty good. The first song is called Black Anime and it has this piano beginning that reminds me of Sailor Moon and I need everybody to go <laughs> to go listen to it. It's so good. Um, I, he, he has a song literally where he talks about all the instruments that he knows how to play, but 
that's like the best part of his music because he layers so many different instruments in his songs. It's so good. Um, if you listen to what was it? Certified Lover Boy, the very first song on that Drake album, the beat, that's one of Masego's beats. And I was wondering, like, did he get paid for this? Because he's not singing on it. But as soon as I heard that song come on, I'm like, hold on, this is Masego, Navajo. Um, so yeah, if you listen to Certified Lover Boy, you probably heard a snippet of what he produces. Um, but yeah, the Masego album was good. Kelly Uchis, I had never, I had kept saying, like, I'm gonna listen to her, I'm gonna listen to her, listen to her. Then she came out with this album, so I'm like, fine, I'll start from here. So I looked her up, I'm like, oh shit, she a cancer just like me? <laughs> um, I knew she, I knew of her because, like, I've listened to Katrinata's 10%, which they won a Grammy for. Um, and then she was on. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, free Nationals. The uh, Anderson Pox band, Free Nationals, she's on their album, too. So I was like, okay. I'm going to listen to this new song, this new album, Red Moon and Venus, and who? It is so good. It's, it's like, um, it's definitely like that summertime boo music, <laughs> like just outside riding with top down, going to the beach, charcuterie boards, just no care in the world. It's, it's that type of, and I like it. Like the, oh, it's the overall tempo of it feels kind of like a dreamlike state, like very harmonic. The lyrics, though, y'all, y'all gotta go listen to what she, what she be saying. <laughs> One of those songs is it Astequando? I think it's something like that. Astequando. Oh my god! I need y'all to go listen. It's so good. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be at the top of the charts for a while. Um, I don't know if she's on tour yet, but I'm sure she will be soon. But I really, the cover art is probably my favorite thing about this album. So I really want to try to find it on vinyl. Um, and now I gotta go back and listen to her other albums because I was. It's to me it's a no skips. Like I can't even say there's one bad song on there. Um but yeah, those were some new albums that I listened to. I know a lot of stuff got released today, so I gotta go see what album music talking about when I get off of here. And other than that, like I said, what in the last episode, we're gonna talk about Loki before we talk about Ant Man Quantum Mania. So <laughs> come back. Let's talk about Loki season one so that we can get into Quantumania next week. Okay, it's time to talk about the Disney Plus show that was highly anticipated um, by this character's fan base. And that is the God of Mischief himself, Loki. Um, Loki was, he was really fun to get to know leading up to the Avengers Infinity War. Like, I'm sure I said uh, I had to rush through phase one and two of the MCU. And I couldn't help but kind of kind of sympathize with Loki like I liked him um those those first <laughs> those first two Thor movies were hard as hell to get to I am not gonna lie they were I I couldn't they just kind of held my attention but anytime Loki was on the screen they had my attention I was like oh who's this <laughs> I'm paying attention again um so for for anyone who's like jumping into the Disney plus shows and the MCU story 
we kind of got to go backwards to understand the current Loki show. So we got to go back a little bit. Um, so, so Loki, he's pretty much like a, he was like a, basically like a bastard. He didn't have any parents. And, uh, I think Odin was fighting his people and he found Loki just kind of crying off to the side and Odin scooped him up and brought him back to Asgard as his own, which is crazy once you realize like his relationship with Loki. Um, so Thor and Loki, they grew up together and like not only being physical opposites of each other, like literally one has blonde hair, one has jet black hair. One's all, you know, thinner and slim and the yeah, Thor is big, bulky and mus- muscular. <laughs> um, so not only from them being opposites of each other, but like Loki can kind of feel the difference in how he's he and Thor are treated differently, especially by Odin. Um, Frigga, their mom, on the other hand, she, you know, maternal, just like moms do, treats Loki as one of her own. Um, she's a witch, so she teaches Loki tricks. So, I mean, he did have at least one good parent, but when it's your daddy that you're trying to please, that's usually what fucks everybody up. <laughs> so, so Thor 1 is, is more the origin story that explains all that. Um, and then at the end of Thor 1, I believe that's the first time Thanos is mentioned or at least shown because I'm pretty sure that's when Loki shows up and tells Thanos that he can go to Earth and like handle his business with the Tesseract and all that. So fast forward, (laughs) fast forward then to the first Avengers movie and Loki's storyline literally opens up the movie. Um, He opens up the movie when he uses the Tesseract to basically put Hawkeye under the spell. Um, The Avengers come together, they save the day and then Loki gets his ass Beep but a hoke. <laughs> Very funny meme and gif. And then Thor and Loki still had their strained relationship by the end of that movie. And Thor takes Loki back to Asgard as a prisoner. So basically, Loki failed Thanos. He ain't the handcuffs. He gotta go back to Asgard. That's when we get to Thor 2. The other movie that was hard to watch. But it was really beautifully shot. Um, so Thor 2, Loki, he's a prisoner. Um, he still feels like it's his destiny to be on a throne and... Odin's like, uh, maybe it was your destiny to die and I saved you, which, who says that to the child that you decide to take? Like, imagine having a parent like that, just throwing this savior behavior left and right at you like that. Like, Odin, we need to have a conversation about Odin at one point, um, at some point. But, like, he's a god and all that, but he he still ain't shit. Um, but <laughs> this is, uh, this is the part in a Loki story that even though he acts like an ass, I kind of felt bad for him because again, he acts like an ass cause his fucking fake ass daddy acts like an ass towards him. Um, I'm like a side note. When I was watching this, I totally forgot about Lady Sif. I miss Lady Sif. <laughs> like, can we get her back in the MCU somehow? Um, I think she had left the Thor movies because she started her own show but can we somehow get her in the next Thor like she's not dead they never killed her in anything at least no I don't think so so like yeah because she popped up in um Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so we need to start something to get Lady Sif back into the MCU um at least for the last Thor like at the very least for the last Thor movie um but another thing I noticed too when I was watching it rewatching it is the set design looks really really good like the movie itself may be hard to watch but if you just put it on in the background and look at it um it looks so realistic and i now i see 
the contrast of like like a lot of people were talking about oh when Ragnarok came out it's so bright and it's too colorful and I was like oh I don't, I don't get what you're saying but I guess it's because I watched the first two movies so fast now I'm like okay I kind of get it like the details of Asgard and the pillars and Loki's cell in Thor 2 and that whole basement Frigga's quarters uh, the Bifrost even the Bifrost looks I don't know just it just feels more authentic and I know technically like Asgard is gone but Asgard is a people right so like the people and everything about it can just feel more I don't know I think like just go back and watch it like it's not that much CGI and it, it feels like there's more physical prop in that and I, I hope that the MCU now that they got their now that Disney got their daddy back I hope that we come back to that uh, okay anyway I just got distracted um so yeah Loki he's a prisoner um in Thor 2 now Dark Elves they're attacking Asgard uh one ends up coming down in the basement where Loki's being prisoner and he's so nonchalant like, he's watching this whole takeover of Asgard he's just like okay well had they not put me in here I could have helped but no I'm just gonna sit here <laughs> so one of the elves looks at Loki and Loki's just like yeah just go up the stairs to this room and Thor should be right there but little did he know um that he was not leading that elf to Thor he was actually leading that dark elf straight to Frigga and this is when they kill her um Thor he's on his way up there but he gets to her too late so he sees it right as it's happening so now Thor has to go and get his brother um he's got to go get Loki's help because I think the dark elf's name is it Malekith I think it's Malekith <laughs> Not Malachi, no. It's, I think it's Malachi. He's <laughs> um, trying to get the ether out of Jane, who is... Uh, what's her name? What's her real name? Fuck. Jane. Um, <laughs> I know her real name is going to come to me in a second. Because I'm thinking of the actress that she looks like, and that's not that's not her name. It's the, it's the other one. Um, <laughs> with Thor, he barely trusts Loki to let him out of his cell. But, you know, at the same time, he does need his help. Like, it, that's both of their mom whether blood or not that's both their mom um this is this is actually one of my first favorite like moments from the mcu um because when he lets loki out loki's kind of making fun of thor because he didn't went to earth and became an avenger and shit and he's like oh okay like you let me out like am i cool enough to work with you and he starts turning into different people and he turns into um captain america I just I just love <laughs> that Chris Evans doesn't take Captain America seriously, but he also takes him very seriously. So like he gives us both and I just love it. Like I'm sure when they say, Hey, can you just come do this five minute clip real fast? He was like, Absolutely <laughs> So I don't know. I just think that's so funny that Loki turned into him like, mm, look at me, I'm one of your little Avenger friends And Thor is just annoyed. <laughs> He's so annoyed with him. But I mean that's Loki. Like that's that's who he is. Even in distress even when <laughs> I guess you could say he's doing you a favor or you're doing him a favor he's just like I'm still gonna be lucky um but yeah the brothers they work together to defeat I'm pretty sure it's Malachi so defeat the dude and then they get the ether out of Jane and at one point Loki had gotten stabbed like barely but he got stabbed and we get this scene that when it, when I went to rewatch it I was like oh okay I get it so it's not supposed to be a funny scene. Like Loki is getting stabbed. He's laying on the ground. He's he's dying, <laughs> supposedly. Thor is over him. Thor is like cradling him. Like, oh, 
no, brother, don't go. Like, very Shakespearean, overly dramatic. And when you watch it, <laughs> when you watch it, you're kind of like, okay, this is this is a bit much. <laughs> but um, it, it makes for something funnier down the line. So Loki's apparently dead. Um, Thor goes back to tell Odin, you know, what happened and how they beat the elves and how him and Loki work together and that... Honestly, he don't even want the throne. And Odin was like, I literally am trying to force this throne into your hands and I can't even give it away to you. Meanwhile, your brother tried to steal it from me. And like, wh- what gives? Thor's like, you know, with your blessing, I just, I just want to go back to Earth. Like, I just want to go hang out with those. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Those guys, say the world throw my hammer around if that's cool if I could take it with me he's like go ahead and take that shit with you don't if you leave and take all your stuff so Thor leaves he goes back to earth as soon as Thor walks off you get back to the shot of Odin on the throne but is it Odin it is not because who transforms back to Loki <laughs> so it's Loki being mischievous so now it's like hold on if this is Loki I thought you had that five minutes ago but you didn't then where's your dad where's Odin so, then that brings us forward a little bit more. Now, there was a big-ass gap before we saw Loki again. Because that was, what, Thor 2? That was Thor 2. Um, and I guess, like, they really had to rethink it. Because at this point, like, they, they weren't feeling that long-haired Shakespearean Thor. But it's funny because Loki still talks the same way he always has since the beginning of the movies. But Thor is the character that they <laughs> they had to switch up. So, I think I thought that was pretty interesting Loki yeah Loki really has not changed at all at, at all um so we went through I don't know I feel like a lot of movies went past and then was it no it wasn't he wasn't even in Age Ultron nope so I didn't see Loki on the big screen for the first time until Thor Ragnarok um oh maybe that's why I didn't notice the set design because I never saw Asgard and I'm all well now I'm upset anyway um, so we get to Ragnarok after you know Marvel has rethought this whole Thor Loki franchise type thing and so we get some good old Loki content in this one like <laughs> I think at the, before this episode I mean before this movie I think Loki maybe had about 30 minutes of screen time like he wasn't doing much but we love him so we needed more um so now we're at Ragnarok. Thor heads back to Asgard after um, bringing the Soul Stone to create Vision in Age of Ultron. 
And then when he comes back to Asgard, he's greeted by this big-ass Loki statue that's right in front of the courtyard. And he's like, hmm, interesting. So he keeps going. And my favorite thing about the MCU and the people at Marvel when it comes is how Beyonce-ish they are about addressing, like, fan feedback. Because this opening Asgard scene is it's top tier like top tier trolling of themselves and i love it um so we see odin hmm we see odin he's laying on a lounge chase getting fed grapes um and he's just living it up like wine everywhere the town is gathered and he's laying on a chase watching a play he's watching a play about his about the last moments between loki and thor so basically that dying scene from thor 2 and and you cut to the person playing Loki and whose big old face just takes over the whole IMAX screen but Matt fucking Damon with this jet black ass wig on <laughs> so Matt Damon's playing Loki he's doing the whole brother huh, and he looks up to the person playing Thor and it is none other than Chris Hemsworth Chris Hemsworth Chris Hemsworth shit <laughs> own brother like his real life brother so the actor who plays Thor his real life brother is now playing him and he has also on a very terrible party city wig that is blonde and stiff and <laughs> they're acting out this whole scene and, Th- and real Thor is walking up like no what the fuck going on in here like I know I know Odin is not sitting here watching this so he's looking at the crowd and he's like hmm okay Okay, I got something for him. Um, <laughs> that, I need I need y'all to go watch. If you've never seen any type of Loki content outside of the Disney show, please at least go watch some recap clips on YouTube because Ragnarok is so good. <laughs> but yes, I'm glad they addressed that. It was, it was a nice little scene to show that basically Loki has kind of been faking as Odin this whole time in Asgard. So years have gone past at this point um but he so thor's like where my daddy at so thor i mean loki has to explain to thor that he took their dad to a nursing home in new york and that's basically how he got to sit on the throne um so thor finds out and he's like oh no we gotta go get my daddy right now so they go and do their you know bifrost thing all over to new york and the nursing home is gone. Um, they're doing construction. And he's like, Loki's like, I left him right here. Like, <laughs> he was, the building was here. So if he's not here, then where the fuck is he? Um, so the nursing home's gone. All of a sudden, a portal, like literally circle, wispy, flicker, flicker portal opens up. Loki goes through the hole and now it's just Thor standing there. So long story short, Dr. Strange knows where Odin is um he's kind of keeping an eye on Loki and he's like look your brother's kind of getting a little bit out of pocket so if I tell you where your daddy is will you take his ass back to Asgard because I have a lot more important shit to watch (laughs) and he's like okay all right side note aside from the Wakandans Loki Loki might be the next best dressed person in MCU because well at least man because that jet black suit that he had on when they got to New York it's like this is kind of stylish like <laughs> thor's got on like some a hoodie and shit and like a dirty jacket and loki like at all times has to be just very clean and cut and i really like that 
Um, I, I kind of forgot about that when I was watching it again. But anyway, um, so yes, Doctor Strange, you know, tells Thor, like, all right, your daddy in Norway, I, I opened up a portal. That's where he wanted to spend his last days. So if you want to see him, there you go. So he brings Loki back, sends Loki and Thor through another portal straight to Odin. So now let, let's, let's just brace ourselves for this because they go to this portal. Odin, he's just chilling on a cliff, just watching like, I don't know, seagulls and shit go past and he knows he's about to die. Um, and <laughs> Odin's like, hey, so I'm about to die, but there is this one thing that I need to let both of you guys know. Um, as soon as I take this last breath, someone's coming she's a relative your sister the oldest sister so technically <laughs> oh wait your oldest sister's coming um she's been living in hell this time as a matter of fact her name is hella and yeah so deal with that but oh yeah she gets her powers from asgard so if she gets there she's gonna be really strong all right last breath bye so odin dies odin dies drops this bomb that loki and thor have an older sister and it's just like, okay, let's let's just take a moment and think about this on Loki's perspective. So, Loki was taken in by Odin as an infant. And then Odin basically ignores him. He ignores all his attempts at being good enough for the throne, um, which bas- turns Loki mis- mischievous. And then his brother, Loki, uh, Lo- Loki, I was about to say Loki lore. <laughs> and then his brother Thor grows up, you know, with all the looks, the strength, the birthright to the throne. He's got it all. So... Now, after all that, you find out ain't either one of y'all <laughs> technically supposed to be on a throne and that your lion daddy had a secret child this whole time who's super strong and super angsty about this whole situation. So I'm going to be honest. If Loki would have pulled out his daggers and, and stabbed Odin right there, I would have understood because how dare you? And I, I kind of want to know, when I rewatched this, I was like, I wonder if Frigga knew about this because I don't think they ever did they mention that i don't think they did so older than shit and loki i mean as terrible as he is i can empathize with why he does the things he does so this movie like the ragnarok movie really brings thor and loki together as brothers because while they're while they're working through the movie i mean it's it's basically a Hulk movie, to be honest. But <laughs> so there's like this whole Hulk storyline going on. But by the end of the movie, you you really get a sense that Loki and Thor have like come together. They understand who they are individually and as a, as a sibling pair. And it's like okay, like our family's broken, but you know what? That's just that's just what it is. That's what we do. Um, and sometimes it takes seeing how much of a fuck, fuck person a different family member is to be like, you know what? I wasn't even mad at you. I was mad at somebody else. <laughs> so I think that's really what happened between Thor and Loki. It was like, mm, are we the problem or is Odin the problem? And now that he's dead, hmm, how convenient. So they get to mend the relationship. So then we have an end credit scene. So this movie, it ends basically hella tears up Asgard. Asgard is gone. Ragnarok, Asgard, shit's all gone. They have to... Uh, work with Valkyrie, played by Tessa Thomas. They work with Valkyrie, and they get all the people of Asgard on this big-ass ship, and 
the people was like, okay, so, like, where's New at? Like, where do we go now? And they're like, well, Asgard, it's not a place, it's a people. So wherever we go, that's where Asgard is. And that's where the movie ends. I clearly have not watched the end credit scenes much from this movie because when I went to rewatch it for this podcast, I, I don't remember the end credit scene at all. So I'm like, what's this? <laughs> I did not remember the end credit scene of them seeing Thanos' ship pull up. Like, it, I always wonder when I watch Infinity or how those things tie together. So the end credit scene of Thor Ragnarok is Thor and Loki on the ship trying to you know figure out where they're gonna go with all these people and they're like looking out the window into space and all of a sudden this big shadow comes is like taking over the whole window they're looking up like holy shit and then you look the scene cuts and it's Thanos' ship and that's the end credit scene I don't remember that shit at all (laughs) so that ending of that movie is what now takes us into Infinity War which I'm now realizing that was the second time that Loki had an end credit scene that took us into an Avengers movie. Um, but yes, long anticipated movie. Oh my God. Like getting these tickets are so stressful. <laughs> so the opening scene, who we, let's talk about this opening scene in the theater because you know, when Marvel usually does that like comic flipping role, it's either like, it's usually music. I'm pretty sure every time, has it been music every time? I think that every time it had been music before, this time it was the sound of a distress call for the Asgardians. So you just automatically hear the stuff being crashed and all that. The theater is silent at this point. Like literally, (laughs) what was the movie before this? Damn, I don't remember what movie came out before this. But I just know we weren't expecting that cold ass open. Like God, it was cold. (laughs) Like, okay. So Infinity War, it picks up immediately, literally immediately where Ragnarok left off. And the scene is um, Infinity War opens and the Asgardian ship is demolished. It's done. It's gone. People are laying everywhere, passed out, probably dead. Hemdall's there. He's on the ground. He's not dead, but he close. And Thanos has taken over the ship. It's him, his goons out of Ebony Maw and... I'm pretty sure I was holding my breath this whole time in the theater um, because I think this is the first time we really saw him, like his full body and his voice. Walk. And so like when he was walking, he sounded so heavy coming through the speakers. Oh my God. Anyway. Um, so Thanos wants to know where the other stones are. And he's not really, he ain't really too angsty about it. He's very calm about it. Um, Thor doesn't want to tell him. Thor is like chained up already. Was Loki just kind of... I think Loki was kind of laying on the ground. Um, and Thanos is kind of looking at Loki like, I tried to get you to do the work and you failed. And Loki's like, okay. He's trying to trick Thanos here because, mind you, him and Thor just... Bond, like, literally, they just bonded. Like, <laughs> in, in this world, they literally probably just bonded an hour ago. So he's probably thinking fast, like, okay, I gotta prove myself. Like, my brother is trained up. Thanos is here. I know I fucked him over too. What can I do right now? So... Thanos wants to know where them stones at. And Loki, I don't know why he did this, but he attempted to distract Thanos from killing Thor. And that completely backfires. It backfires and Thanos breaks Loki's necks, killing him in front of Thor. Now, Loki has been killed before in the movies, clearly, because fake-ass death scene. So Thanos made it a point, like, this is not a trick. You're dying for real. Um, 
and the theater was just like then it just they like that was the that was the opening scene i was like wait wait it's only been five minutes is thor is loki gone like that's it so <laughs> i was like okay he's really there and sure enough watched the whole rest of the movie and that motherfucker did not show back up so i was like wow they really killed loki loki in this damn movie i can't believe this so now we fast forward again to endgame so now endgame we're back to the avengers they gotta fix everything that thanos did in infinity war which was he snapped his fingers and half the world is gone it's gone so what do we do? We get a good old time travel storyline. Some people love it. Some people hate it. I don't care. <laughs> I guess it depends on the it depends on the situation. I need tea. Um, it depends on the situation. Um, so where do they travel? They have to get. They basically have to get a bunch of stones. So they're like, hmm. Of course, the woman of the group, the smartest, Natasha's like, hey. <laughs> there's three stones in New York at the same time if we go back 10 years ago. And it's like, they're like, you know what? You are right. So what do they do? They go back 10 years prior and that brings us right back to New York from Avengers movie number one. Um, so the plan was, now the plan was for Tony to dress up as one of the agents, the scene where Loki gets captured right before, was it right before or after Hulk beat his ass? I think it was after. I don't remember, but <laughs> Loki's already handcuffed. Like he's in his old ten-year-old Loki outfit, and all Tony got to do is get the briefcase with the tesseract and go back upstairs. That is it. That's all he's got to do. And so far, where they're playing out the, ex I love, I still, I love these two movies back to back. I don't care what nobody say because the way they did this shit here. Um, so they go back ten years. Same exact scene, <laughs> same exact thing, except things go a little haywire when Tony does get the briefcase with the Tesseract. Well, future Tony, I want to be clear, it's future Tony <laughs> gets the Tesseract with the briefcase. Past Tony is, he's laid on the floor because of the plan that they had to do to get the damn briefcase in the first place. Um, and right as Tony is about to walk out, past Hulk bursts open this door and the briefcase goes flying out of um, Tony's hands. It goes flying, and then Ant-Man, future Ant-Man, you know, he's little at this point. He kicks it, I think, and old Loki is like, hold on, something's going on. So Loki's handcuffed. He got, he's, <laughs> I don't know how Loki is the only one who's paying attention to what's going on with, like, these future Avengers in the room, but his radar for the Avengers is real good. But he... <laughs> He notices what's going on. Scott Lang, aka Ant Man, as he's trying, he's trying to kick the briefcase back to Future Tony, and he kicks it, but it opens or something like. Somehow the briefcase got open. Somehow the briefcase got open, and the Tesseract flies out right in front of Loki's feet. I'm in the theater like, what is happening right now? <laughs> like this plan is going to shit. Loki sees the Tesseract, and he's like, y'all don't see what's going on right here. So he's like, fuck it, I'm about to go. He bends down, takes the Tesseract. He's out. We're, we're only halfway through the movie. So now my mind is trying to process what's going on in Endgame. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, so no one's going to talk about the fact that Loki just dipped out? Like, <laughs> like Loki was fully in custody and now Loki's gone. So 
that needs to be addressed. Entire movie goes, finishes, end credit scenes, we still ain't seen Loki. So that is how we get to Disney Plus Marvel's Loki series. All right, so now we gotta get into Loki series so that we can work our way on to Ant-Man. <laughs> so the Loki series, it, it starts off pretty much literally exactly exactly where we last saw Loki in Endgame. <laughs> so basically our last time that we saw Loki, that's where this picks up. Loki is literally shooting in <laughs> from picking up the Tesseract and he pops up in the Mongolian desert. Um, and it's so weird to see him in that 10 year old outfit because I never noticed how big it is. Like it's so big and bulky, <laughs> but I kind of, I mean, it gets it its flair. Um, but there's like a there's like a local Mongolian family in the desert too, and they're looking like what the hell was that that just flew in from the sky? <laughs> now you have to remember watching it. The Loki that we have now has not experienced. He has not gone through Thor two, so he has not uh, accidentally sent the elves up to kill Frigga. He has not experienced Ragnarok, so he has not had a chance to bomb with Thor. He doesn't know anything about Hela and the fact that Odin lied to him about having an older sister. He don't know shit. This Thor, this Loki right here, all he knows is Thanos said, <laughs> sent me to New York to do something with the Tesseract and I fucked up. I need to fix it. So this is the Loki that we have now. No growth whatsoever. Still mischievous. Um, So we've got Loki in his 10-year-old outfit and seeing him in the desert... It was kind of weird because I was like, I've never noticed. I've never, I don't think I've seen any of these characters in the desert besides Tony when he got taken. Um, but in the next frame, all of a sudden you see this portal open, but it doesn't look like Doctor, it doesn't look like Doctor Strange's portals because his portals are circle. This was like a door, so it's long rectangle portal opens, and who walks in? But my girl, um, another Lovecraft. I cannot say that shit. Lovecraft country. Lovecraft Country. I can say it. One <laughs> uh, me Masako. I'm so sorry if I messed that name up. But I love her. She is such a good actress. She walks in and she's not phased by Loki at all. Now, I need you to understand. It's a desert. Loki is dressed up as an Asgardian. So this is already a clash in like, why is the Asgardian in the desert? Then this portal opens and one of these characters, which is B-15... Hunter B-15 is her name. They're just like the police. So, like, there's these just three stark, very, very different images. And you feel, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you're very confused. And it all happens within the first 60 seconds of the show coming on. So, she goes to, she, she doesn't ask Loki who he is. Like, she almost looks like she's seen him before. Um, it's her and, like, two other agents. Even Loki's like, um, how can I help you? Like, he don't have no type of authority, but he's still looking like they should be kind of telling them who they are. So Loki's looking at them like, can I help you? And they're like, yeah, we are from the Time Variance Authority, TVA for short, and you have done a sequence violation. I'm like, what's a sequence violation? <laughs> what is that? Um, she starts calling him all his name. She's calling him a variant, and Loki is like, what what is a very I am a god of mischief don't you ever call me on my name <laughs> um I now my the viewers who didn't write read comments we don't know what the fuck that is like what's a variant what's a TVA what is what's going on so Loki's he's not really trying to hear that shit he's like I got a tesseract 
I got some business to handle. I have to go take over the world, so I'm gonna go. <laughs> so he's like puffing up his chest and stuff, and Hunter B15 is like, you can sit down. She slaps the shit. <laughs> like, when I watched, I was like, oh shit. She slapped the shit out of Loki with her baton. I was like, oh my god. Oh my, like his face was moving. It's kind of like when Martin was fighting. <laughs> um, Martin. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. His face is just moving in slow motion. I'm like, God damn, she hit him hard. But then... The frame of him moving in slow motion, she walks into the frame in regular motion, I guess she would say, <laughs> in regular motion. And I'm like, Marvel, I'm confused. What, what what are you doing to my mind right now? Because I'm concerned for Loki. Uh, like, like, we love to hate him, so I don't want nothing bad to happen to him. So <laughs> he's moving in slow motion. She walks up to him and puts this, like, collar on his neck. I guess it's something to make his powers... Um, dampen and she even says like you're moving in slow motion but you're feeling all this pain in real time and i'm like oh oh fuck. i don't want th- that's that's the type of torture i don't want to deal with um so once again like god damn loki you was in handcuffs on earth flew down here and you handcuffs again <laughs> like god damn so they take loki back to tva and it looks like the worst <laughs> state official office I've ever seen in my life like <laughs> I've definitely had to be in the public office trying to get a link card back in the end that's when I, I was like oh this is giving me flashbacks <laughs> luckily there was not a like, crowd of people in here but the TVA is very like vintage looking um old school but futuristic kind of reminded me of Gotham the TV show where everything was old school but also futuristic I, I love that genre of TV. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what it's called. I need to look up to see what it's called. But Loki's at the TVA, and you, he's a number at this point. He they've taken through this whole process where he can't have his his outfit anymore. He's like, this is fine as Guardian leather. Like, what you mean take off my clothes? And they burnt his shit. Like, you are not who you think you are when you step into these doors. So. Loki got the jumpsuit on. He got standard issue jumpsuit and he is in the TVA just like, I don't understand what's happening right now. This is a mistake. I shouldn't be here. And then all of a sudden you hear <laughs> a little character book going, huh, you shouldn't be here. Like so, a little voice is mocking Loki and it's Tara Strong. Legend, a legendary voice. Actor. And it, you know what's crazy? When I typed this out for the podcast, I was like, oh, I should mention uh, Cree Summers as also a legend. And I'm like, no, this is Tara. You know, she's Miss Minutes. 
I I get on my iPad, I go on <laughs> Twitter, and I see Cree Summer joins Marvel Universe and on Ironheart, and I was like, oh my god! <laughs> so can't wait for that. Don't know what that's about, but is I'm really happy to see voice actors coming on over into the Marvel world too. So Tara Strong, if you don't know who she's voiced, please look her up. The list is way too long. <laughs> the list is long. She is Miss Minutes, and she sounds like one of those southern white women who offers you lemonade, but then might call you a racial slur. Like, me on your back. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry, Miss Minutes. She, <laughs> I'm not saying Tara would, but the sound of Miss Minutes just, she, like, I feel like I gotta keep an eye on her, and she's not even real. It's a little, like, cartoon thing. Um, but Lo- even Loki's like, who said that? Because you can't see her at first. Like, who? who the fuck is mocking me there's no one in here (laughs) so loki's like i gotta figure out what the fuck is going on i gotta get the hell out of here so loki's like yeah i'm not supposed to be here and it's minutes he looks up and there's like a tv and it starts to play a cartoon she's like let me break it down just while you're here and i love this little cartoon that they show because it reminded me of the old school saturday morning cartoons like the way it was drawn and the way it's illustrated and looks um basically they were explaining the history of the TVA and the multiverse wars and how they need timekeepers and they protect the sacred timeline. And I'm like, hmm, one of them timekeepers got some features that's looking real familiar, real major-like. <laughs> so they protect the sacred timeline and when people veer off of their designated path, they are called variants. And I was like, oh... So when those variants do that, they create what's called a nexus event. And I'm like, wait, I've heard, I've heard this word before. And I had to think about it. WandaVision, they kept mentioning the word nexus. In those fake ass commercials, they kept mentioning, did they even say nexus event? I don't know if they said nexus event, but they just, they definitely said nexus. So I was like, okay, this word is important. I need to remember it. <laughs> um, now, when you create a nexus event, it creates like branching timelines and so when the TVA gets alerted that someone has broken their path, like Loki did when he stole that Tesseract when he wasn't supposed to, the TVA comes in and they have these little devices and they reset the timeline. And I was like, what does that even mean? Reset the timeline. So I guess they can make it as if you were never there. So since Loki created a nexus event with the tesseract he is now a variant and he doesn't have anywhere to go on the timeline because his timeline was supposed to be the remainder of him going to jail and then thor 2 and like that was supposed to be the trajectory of his life and he fucked up and i'm like oh my god oh what does this mean and then they then the opening credits happen (laughs) so i'm like oh my god all this happens before the opening credits and i'm just like it's only been like 10 minutes <laughs> the opening credit score actually the entire series is scored um the composer is a woman her name is natalie holt and i love the sounds in this show she um was really intentful when she made the sounds for like the tva and said so she wanted to make sure it was like very grand and creepy i love the way she put the tiktoking in the sounds for miss minutes and like time and all that so when you hear the the opening score you got to pay attention to episodes later and how it gets flipped and slowed down sped up i think there's a future episode where it's kind of like a rock version so 
I'm all, you know how I feel about the music in the shows. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so we get the opening score finally. And I'm fucking confused. I'm sure everybody else is confused. We all confused. And after the score, we, we meet Agent Mobius. <laughs> we meet him right away. And it's played by Owen Wilson. And I I didn't really have any expectations of what when I found out Owen Wilson was going to be in it. But I am so very happy that he was Loki's screen partner. Because... Loki takes himself so seriously, and Agent Mobius is very practical. So he's kind of like, he's always questioning him, like, really? Do you really? Like, these two are just a pair that I really, really like. Um, So his opening scene, I think he was on on site investigating a Nexus event as well. He's at, like, a church, and (laughs) there's a scene where he, like, is standing by a glass window, and in the glass window is picture of the goddamn devil and i'm like oh lord mephisto is gonna be trending any minute now <laughs> like did they do this on purpose i know they did this on purpose um but in the scene like we kind of get a glimpse of what their tech is like the tva has some really cool tech like i can draw something on their they, i think they're called temp pads they can draw on these pads and the drawing will like come to life 3d um, we've seen the portal. They got the portal that can open from the TVA pretty much to anywhere in the timeline, which is quite interesting. Um, what else? I think, so how did he end up with Loki? Oh, someone brought Mobius Loki's file. So it seems like they've been waiting for this Loki for a long time. Um, but pretty much Loki got to go to court now because that's what happens when you get issued a standard issue jumpsuit. You gotta go to court, and Ramona Renslayer is the judge, and she's important to know. <laughs> so, gotta keep her in mind. He's in front of the judge, and she called him by his government name, Loki Laufey-son. I was like, whoa, I didn't even know that was his whole name. <laughs> um, but Loki's still not taking the shit serious. Like, he's still trying to blame the Avengers for what happened to him. He's like, no, you got the wrong guys. They're the one who did t-. Like, he's giving victim. He's giving all this victim story, and the judge is not trying to hear that. She's like, uh-huh, yeah, okay, but don't worry about them. I need you to worry about you and the fact that they did what they were supposed to do. You did not do what you were supposed to do. And Loki does not like that. He doesn't, he's not understanding that he is not in control of his, I guess, passion for the throne and everything that he was doing. Like, he, he wants that for himself. <laughs> um, so... When you're looking at the judge and like her background, he's like these big ass heads behind her on the wall. And again, one of them looks very much like Jonathan Majors. Um, but I'm assuming those are the timekeepers back there because everything's just really secret, secret. And she she kept saying, well, they, they don't want this. We, we don't want this. So there's some, some going on and you don't really know what it is. <laughs> um, Agent Mobius, he's watching this whole thing play out and he's just waiting to interject. He's just waiting. He's like, hey, do you mind if I... Can I take this Loki case? Um, he's like, I think I, I think I can handle it. No, so he takes Loki and they're walking around the TVA and it's like a... I don't know if... I can't tell if they're indoors. I don't know what it is, but it's like a futuristic city with flying vehicles and there's like a statue in the center of these three... Well, I'm assuming it's the timekeepers. The timekeepers, they're like holding up this building um, I was like, this is so bizarre. What is this? I noticed Mobius said they had a nightmare department, and I... It never came back up again in the series at all. 
and I have questions and I'm wondering if they're going to address it next season because why would he say that for no reason um <laughs> but Moby is in Logie they have a talk in an interrogation room and Mobius has like this projector where he's showing him what happened from Thor 2 forward and Loki's like that this isn't real like I don't believe this and Mobius like no this is this is this is what happened like this is what would have happened had you not taken the Tesseract um still Loki he can't handle not being in control so he's not accepting the fact that his entire life has been puppeteered basically um and Mobius is like, no, like, this is what happened when you got arrested after um, Avengers. Thor took you back and you accidentally sent some elves to kill your mom. And he has to watch that play out on the screen. And Loki's like, he's taking it back. Um, he's taking it back. I, I don't blame him. Like, what the hell? Like, you, it's been what, two hours? It hasn't even been two hours. He was in New York two hours ago fighting for the Tesseract and now you're telling me that all that shit was a lie and my mama did. So Loki steals Mobius' tech and he kinda he portals himself into a different area of the TVA. Um he he bumps into one of the TVA workers named Casey and he tells Casey what did he say? I don't know where he told him to take him. He said take me somewhere or I'll cut you like a fish. He's like what's a fish? And that that slipped my mind the first time he said that. But now that I re I rewatched it so many fucking times, I'm like, oh, that should have been my first clue that something was going on. Because <laughs> what's a fish? Um, so Casey takes Loki to go try to find his Tesseract. And he opens this drawer in his desk. And there's just infinity stones. <laughs> Everyone just thrown about with like paper clips and some notes and shit. And even Loki is like, you... You got infinity stone in your drawer? And Kate's like, oh yeah, we get them all the time. Some guys use them as paperweights and stuff. And th and that is what it took for Loki to realize, like, holy shit. Okay, wait, they might be right. Like, this, <laughs> that Tesseract has no value. Do you see these infinity stones in here? Like, you can have all of them. It means nothing. It means nothing. And he finally, finally starts to get it. And this is another scene when... The score came in with like a bunch of violins. I was like, "Ooh, there I go." <laughs> so B fifteen and Mobius catch up to Loki and Casey finally. Um, but Loki still has that temp pad device, so he dips again because that's what Loki does. Um, and he goes back to that interrogation room with the projector, and he finally decides to play it and watch the rest of what happens. So he sees, finally sees the Odin thing with Odin dying from Ragnarok. Um. He sees him and Thor having a good moment. He sees himself die. And that part, Tom Hiddleston's acting there when, like, there's, he, he just stops smiling from seeing him and Thor uh, making up and, like, being brotherly. And then it cuts immediately to the scene of Thanos holding him by the neck. And the smile on Loki's face, then the slow transition of, like, his mouth going from up to down. I was like, oh, shit. This, now this is acting this is acting um but he's like in disbelief because i i don't even maybe he didn't believe that he was gonna get that far maybe he didn't think that this was okay i don't know but once thanos snaps and then that's the end of his reel like it there's no more tape there's no more nothing um so the first the first episode did a really good job of like pulling us into the story especially if you follow them if you follow the movies 
it really paid off, but it's also really good because you don't need to watch the movies because of the way they did the flashback scene. So if you want to catch up on Loki and like his story, just just watch the show. You can watch the show first, go back to the movies later and catch up, but it's not necessary. So the plot of the Loki series ends up being that Mobius really wants Loki's help because they're trying to find a variant. And the variant that they are trying to find is a Loki. So basically they want, if you need to find a Loki, why don't you use a Loki? So that is the premise of this whole series. Um, they're trying to track the Loki's energy after each Nexus event, but the variant is, is just too good. Um, <laughs> episode two, they use Holding Out for a Hero by Bonnie Taylor as a song to open it up. And I'm like, what's with this old like, 80s workout music song? And then I'm like, listen to the words like, hmm, it's like describing this overly masculine, strong human, and I need a manly man hero to come get me. And guess what? Turns out that the Loki variant that they're looking for is a woman. It's a lady Loki. <laughs> Her name is Sylvie. And Sylvie is pretty much, I don't know if she's the only woman Loki, but it's the only one that I've seen them mentioned so far. Um, but Loki, our Loki, is trying to prove his trustworthiness to Mobius while trying to tap into himself to help them figure out where Sylvie is hiding. Um, Mobius is literally probably the perfect person to help Loki go on this journey literally again. <laughs> like, this is the second time, even though he doesn't know it. But he has to now go on this self-discovery journey again. And Mobius has so much patience. Like, he's so patient. He's kind of like a therapist to <laughs> Loki. And, I mean, it's just, it just sucks because, like, he has so much growth through those other movies. So, we're literally starting from scratch. Um, Sylvie, the other Loki, she's got some trust issues going on because back when she was a child, a little Loki, um, the TVA came and scooped her up. And guess who played little, guess who played child Lady Loki? It was Judith from uh the walking dead i know denai was like look at my tv daughter in the mcu <laughs> but uh judith sylvie was on ask i reminded her business and then a young agent renslayer wasn't she wasn't a judge she was an agent i was like oh shit look at her moving up the ranks um she walks in and she snatches sylvie up I'm like she literally was not doing nothing she was playing with some toys um renslayer takes her to court and sylvie you know kids they are very nimble so she gets up out of her arms grabs her tim pad and she portals up out there and she's literally just been tim padding to different multiverses and nexus events ever since so she's been on the run since she was a child and she wasn't even doing nothing um so as the series progresses episodes go on and there there's this fun cameo um by lady sif when when lady sif popped up in loki i was so happy because I'm I love I miss her <laughs> she's so good like all this manly shit that be going on on Asgard can we get some can we get a lady warrior like I know Val we got Valkyrie now but can we get Valkyrie and Lady Sif can we get a team up anyway Lady Sif pops up for a nice cameo um and it was it was a fucked up situation on why she had to pop up but like Loki had to go through it um there's also this other fun episode with about 10 or more Lokis because like, there's there's so many Lokis so many so <laughs> we got a glimpse of the other ones that are out there and 
this was the one I think this is the one where they flipped the score to be like that rock um old school rock sounding thing and I also I really like the opening shot from this episode too um but one of the Lokis was my favorite it was I think his name is old Loki I mean I hate to say that but I think that's what they called him but he's he seemed to care a lot for the legacy that is that is a Loki um and I think our Loki like Tom Loki really needed to heal, hear it from an elder. Because you got to think about it, he hasn't... He's always been an outcast. So he, he's never been an Asgardian, but he's been around Asgardian people. He definitely ain't no Avenger, and he's not human. So who else can he relate to than another Loki? So it was nice for him to get all these different aspects, especially from that older one. Um, now, the multi-Loki episode is the one that takes us into the final act of the whole series. Whole thing, like, everything's leading up... And that Loki episode happens, and we finally find out who the fuck is behind the TVA and pull all the strings across the universe. So, we're all, like, super invested at this point. Like, <laughs> we, we thought we saw who it was, and then it wasn't. So now, like, Sylvie and Loki are like, alright, we, we've got to make it beyond the end of time where the sacred timeline is, and that's the only way to do it. So, they put together a plan, it works, and they reach the sacred timeline and it's just spinning and is it spinning i guess you could say it's spinning in perfect harmony synchrony uh yeah it's like it's a line the shit is aligned <laughs> it's, it's line and so they're walking up and there's it's bizarre because it's like it's a it's a big rock with a house on it and it's floating in space with the timeline going around it you just gotta watch it to understand but they walk up to the spooky haunted mansion looking thing and the anticipation is killing me like Sylvie, she stay ready. She like, look, you're not going to tell me not to get this door in because I'm about to open this door now. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, please, Sylvie. Like, it's the last episode. Please, I need to see what's going on. So she opens up the door and Miss Minutes, animated ass, is sitting there. I'm trying to understand. How is she being projected all over the damn place? Because I thought she could only show up in the TVA. So Miss Minutes is there and she's trying to use her Southern Belle voice to bribe Loki with the throne across multiple universes for them to turn around and go the fuck back home. Sylvie's like, nope, I didn't came too far. I've been fighting the spice since I was little. I'm going for it. So, and Miss Minutes, she, see, this is why you gotta watch her ass because she was like, okay, good luck with that. And then she just disappears. And I was like, hmm, what happened to that old lemonade ass voice? So, she disappears and I'm like, do you this is like it's kind of scary like it's spooky there's broken statues it looked like there was maybe a fight in there but it's empty so they see an elevator and they're like all right they're gonna walk towards or do they see it or does the elevator make a noise i think they see it and then the elevator <laughs> makes a noise and they're like oh shit somebody here so they're they're creeping getting close they got their weapons out the door opens and it's fucking jonathan majors sitting there as he who remains a variant of Kang. Now, I just need to say that <laughs> before it was the last episode of Loki, mind you, there was a whole like issue with the pandemic and the shooting. So like a lot of things were coming out about this show and I was trying to avoid them because I didn't want to see them. But one of the things that came out was that Jonathan Majors was going to be in the last episode. And I, I did not believe that at all. I was like, Marvel is not putting him in this episode. If he's going to be Kang, that doesn't make any sense. Why would they put him here and he's going to be on... Fooled the shit out of me when that thing... Oh, I couldn't... I literally <laughs> sat at the edge of my bed and did not say a word until 
his entire monologue was that. I was floored that Marvel was so ballsy to put him in the show. So I jumped. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I watched this for the first time. Um, I mean, those I just I just knew that shit was a rumor. <laughs> but he did. Jonathan Majors, he popped up and he fucking killed it like it's weird because this very he's very giddy like he's literally eating the apple when they show up he's like come on come on into come on in here get in this elevator let's go <laughs> he invites them on the elevator and of course sylvia she tries to stab his ass she like i don't trust him and i didn't notice this the first time but i watched it a few times later i thought he does when she tries to stab him he like teleports around the um elevator so she can't get him and then he teleports out of it so then when they get to where they go and the door's open, he's already on the other side, like, come on in, let me pour you some tea. And I was like, how the fuck did he do that? But then when I watched it, I noticed he was tapping something on his wrist. I'm like, oh. So we meet this variant, and basically this is the variant who has been kind of, he knows what's been going on. He literally pulls out a book and has all the words of what they are going to say up until that moment. <laughs> so I think he's giddy to see them because he has he, he knows too much. I mean, he knows too much. He knows everything that's going to happen. So seeing them, he's like, oh, shit, this is something that I did not know was going to happen. <laughs> so he's really excited. And what ends up happening is Sylvie cannot control her anger after Loki desperately, desperately tries to. And Kang says, look, if you kill me, you can do it. I'm just letting you know I'm the nice one. All them other variants that is out there, they're not going to be so nice. So choose wisely. And Sylvie... She's not trying to hear it, but she killed him. Like, her and Loki got in an argument. I think she she used her temp pad to push Loki through a portal. And she used the opportunity to take this variant of Kang, he who remains, out. And it, again, another creepy ass saying, as soon as she stabs him in the chest, he goes, see you soon, and dies. I'm like, oh, this show stressed me out. So, <laughs> the show is, uh, well, Loki's goes back. Because Sylvie done pushed him through a portal. So now he back at the TVA looking crazy. Mobius had been going through his own entire situation at the TVA. While Sylvie and uh, Loki were getting the he who remains. So when Loki gets back, he got to go find Mobius and tell him what's going on. So he finds Mobius and Hunter B-15. They're talking and they're talking about some guy. He's like, Loki's just like, you can't fix this. Like, you can't fix this. We found someone who's really dangerous. I don't know what the fuck going on. And Mobius has no idea who Loki is. He's like, who are you? Calm down, slow down, let us help you. And at this point, 
now I'm like scooted almost to the floor because I was already on the edge of my bed. And I'm just like, hold on, what's what's going on? So even Loki's like, what do you mean? Who, what's my name? And Loki kind of looks past Mobius to where those three statues were in the middle of the futuristic town. And those three statues are gone and they are replaced by a big motherfucking statue of Kang. It's huge. It's massive. It's scary. The score sounds terrifying at this point. And then that's it. Like, that's... That's it. (laughs) And so, we are left with Loki being in a different universe, I guess, than the other Mobius. So, is this a different... It's a lot of things going on. And (laughs) I'm just really nervous because... How is he supposed to explain who he who remains slash Kang is if it looks like Kang is running the show at the TVA? So, lots of questions. I definitely left out a bunch of stuff so that anyone who hasn't seen it can go watch it themselves and catch up. But I really, really, really... Every time I rewatch this series, which I don't want to admit how many times I watched it, but every time I rewatched it, I loved it even more. And I don't know why, but it's just, it's really good. I, I need to do an episode on how I feel about all the um, Marvel shows. And I'm going to do that so I can rank them. But I love Loki. I love this show. I cannot wait to see what is going to take place. So, again, if you watch Loki, you already got kind of an introduction about Kang in this. So then next week, I kinda, I still ain't seen Ant-Man twice. I need to go back to the theater. I got that AMC shit finally where you pay like $25 a month and you just pick however many want. Wow, I should have did that a lot sooner. <laughs> I really should. But now that I have it, I'm about to be doing my homework for real, for real on these shows and, ep- and movies. So I might try to squeeze in there one more time before next week or yeah, next week's episode. Try to get in before April when I do the three episodes things. But let me know what you think about Loki, the series, season one, what you want to see in season two. I need to know what's going on with the nightmare department. That's that's my biggest thing right now. Because um, you got glass windows of a fist you got nightmare department. Like, I'm, it's building up. <laughs> it's, it's building up. So we'll see. We'll see. I will definitely um, keep you posted. Definitely check in my inbox if you have something to say. Email us, VIP at com. It can be literally whatever. Put your social in there so I can shout you out. And we're almost fucking done. Okay, 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 okay. Last part, cape and not capping. Um, I got three, three capes to give out this week. Am I giving out capes? Yeah, I'm giving out capes. <laughs> I'm giving out three capes this week. Um, they're kind of related to each other. Kind of not, but kind of are. Um, <clears throat> first cape I'm giving out is to everyone who was involved in the latest Warner Brothers casualty cancellation. And that is a funny show called Southside. Southside is a show that deserves so much more than what it has been given from networks. Um, this show, it started out on Comedy Central. Then they got picked up by HBO Max. And then from this recent purchase from Warner Brothers, now... All the black and brown shows that are on HBO Max have been getting canceled, ironically. So, not only are they getting canceled, they, they're removing them from the apps. And I think that's really fucking crazy because I personally have never seen some of this stuff sold in stores. So, anyway, the show Southside 
is funny as hell. Um, it's about a rent-to-own store in Chicago Southside neighborhood, and all the hilarious characters that convene around all those people. I have not laughed this hard at a comedy show in a very long time. Like, I don't think it has nothing to do with the fact that it is Chicago. It's just fucking funny. Um, there are so many characters and so many one-liners from this show that like I get I'll be laughing so hard my ab my well my non-existent abs be um my favorite characters I have two favorite characters uh officer Zenobia Turner and Bluto Bluto (laughs) I'm sorry but there are two episodes in particular that take me out every time one is where it was a heat wave and Officer Turner, she refused to get out the car. Um, there's one point where she does have to get out the car. And she has, like, this long, like, I don't know, maybe 18-inch weave on, wig on. And she's like, did she have a wig? Yeah, she had a wig on. And she's like, fuck her, get out the car. So she takes the wig off and she, like, replaces it with a, a ponytail, a drawstring ponytail bun. I'm like, <laughs> why does she have a pony drawstring ponytail on standby? Um... <laughs> And then my other favorite episode is about this ottoman, the history of this ottoman that's been at the rent-to-own store for a minute. Bluto, one of the funniest shit, I'm like laughing about it now, but one of the funniest shit I've ever seen on TV comes from this episode, and it comes from Bluto. All I'm going to say is there's an intervention about <laughs> his hair. Please go watch it. Please go watch it. I need to figure out the actor's real name because I honestly only know him as Bluto, but his comedic timing and his, the way he controls his facial expressions when he's saying something dead-ass funny takes me out every time. Um, so as of right now, it's still on the app. I mean, the third season just came out this year, so I feel like it's going to be on the app for a while. Please, please go watch it and support this cast because they all deserve capes. That shit is, I think most, some of them are related too. Like, a lot of them are related um if you're having a bad day you will laugh you I promise you're going to laugh and I hate that it's like we finally got a genuinely authentic funny show about Chicago and it got canceled like goddamn we can't have nothing um but hopefully it get picked up somewhere else I know Westworld went over to Tubi I think and Lovecraft Country is on Tubi so come on Tubi I know you got on them black movies on there let's go ahead and pick up Southside and Legendary because Legendary needs a home. They they booted that off of HBO Max real fast. And I did not appreciate that. But anyway. So I want to give a cape to all the actors, actresses, staff. Anybody who has something to do with that show. Everybody. That shit is so funny. And it deserves to still be on TV. Um, Again, my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite characters is Officer Turner. And the, the, joke, the joke with her is that every single episode, she has a different wig. <laughs> and like... It's not like, you know, oh, this wig is parted in the middle today and like it's part to- No, 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 no. Like long wig, blue wig, pink wig, ponytail wig, scary spice wig, braided wig. <laughs> like that that is the joke. And I'm like, man, where who's doing this? Like somebody's got to be doing this. So um I went to look it up and it's a woman who goes by Ruby Styles. I think it's Ruby Styles. Um, she's been nominated for an Emmy before. I was like, oh shit. But she is the one who has been working behind the scenes with those wigs. I know this, this past season that just came out, there's like a cotillion episode or like a, some type of ball episode and everyone's hair looks really good. I'm like, oh shit, she snapped. So 
to the behind the scenes hairdresser, especially for Officer Turner. <laughs> she definitely needs a cape because those wigs made her character who she was. Like you kind of had a feeling of what was going on with the episode, depending on what wig she had on that day. Um, so cape to her. And then the last cape is another Southside connection. I swear I did not do this on purpose, but this cape is for everybody who's going to Hyde Park Fest this year. Hyde Park Fest is coming back to Chicago. They had the first one last year and they announced it again and I'm fucking going. I already got my two-day tickets, so see you there or I won't. <laughs> but I have been waiting on another festival outside of like Lollapalooza and everybody. Just something else. A little more, you know, a little more the other way. <laughs> so we finally got it last year. I went last year and it was so good. I was out there both days. I had a good old time. It was just me about me by myself i saw lupe fiasco and jenny aigo which was basically those were the two people i wanted to see and if you're listening if you ever seen them early bird tickets and you know for a fact that you want to go for two days do not waste time grab the early bird tickets because last year they announced lupe fiasco and then they announced the early bird and i was like well that Yes, $89. I will absolutely pay. I think I've paid $80 to see Lou Baby. So, sure, I'll pay $89 for two days. And then I guess everybody else who I see is a bonus. So, the only person I knew was coming at that point was Lupe Fiasco. Then they announced all those other people, like, weeks later. And the tickets went up. So, then this year, I saw the early bird. I was like, oh, okay. Well, they should be early bird for a little bit longer. Nope. When I saw who they announced, I was like, Fuck! I went to go check them tickets and the early bird price was gone. So get the early bird two-day pass if you can, if you know you want to go. Um, but yes, like I said, last year it was Lupe, Janae was out there, Marsha Ambrosia was out there, DJ Jazzy Jeff, who fucking killed it, was out there, BJ the Chicago Kid, Lucky Day, oh, he was, oh man, Lucky Day was out there. It was a few local DJs. I know Bulu Master was out there and somebody else was out there that I can't remember. Um... Ashanti and Busta Rhymes were there. I had went home by that time, but they were there one night. They closed the night. Um, but this year, it's going to be... I'm excited. Eclipse Reunion. Uh, hello? Eclipse Reunion is coming to Chicago. So we're getting them. Uh, 2 chains. We're getting 50 years of Chicago hip-hop. So that means Twister, Shauna, Do or Die, Crucial Conflict, Vic Mensa. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> What? And I know I've talked... Y'all heard me talk about Robert Glasper on the show. Robert fucking Glasper is coming to Hyde Park Fest. And if you've been listening to the playlist I make, you know Robert likes putting people from Chicago on his songs. You've had BJ the Chicago Kid, Layla Hathaway, Common, um, J- Jennifer Hudson. Who else? I'm sure Those are four people right there. So my hope is that Robert Glasper comes... And he also, like, since he knows so many Chicago people, that at least one of those four people also pops up, really leaning towards BJ Chicago Kid, leaning very much harder towards Layla Hathaway. If I get to that high process and Layla Hathaway bring her ass out there while Robert, I'm going to lose my shit. (laughs) I'm just going to let anybody, (laughs) I'm going to lose my shit. Because as much as I want to see Robert Glasper, I would love to see those two together perform. So I feel like this might be, I'm, I won't, if it doesn't happen, I will still be very content, but if it does, oh my God. Um, so yes, 
pretty much Robert Glasper and Clips was, I was like, oh, my ticket's paid for. So <laughs> I got the two-day ticket. I think it was 120 So this is why I said grab the fucking early bird tickets because as you can see from the lineup, that's definitely worth it. Um, Uncle Waffles is coming to DJ. I was like, oh shit, she was just here and I missed it. So I get to see her. The only thing about this lineup and I'm really hoping they need to add more women. Because if you know, I said Clips, 2 Chains, uh, Toby Negway, Twista, Do or Die, Crucial Conflict. So far, I think the only women I've said are Shauna and Uncle Waffles. So we gonna see we're gonna see if some more names come out closer to the show i hope so um because it's, it's real masculine but i'm still not mad at this lineup so anybody if y'all going here's a cake for y'all because huh, i just i just love the fact that summer is about to summer i'm so ready i'm so ready i got some concerts lined up and getting this ticket to high park fest was yes yes so i think yeah, I think that's about it. Big old Chicago flat cake for us. Well, at least me. I know I'm going. Whoever else got their tickets. <laughs> if you, I know I have clips up from when I went. So if you go to my social media, you can see it. Um, I'm so mad. Speaking of clips, let's let's talk about backing shit up. I ain't talked about me making this podcast in a minute. So clear. I went on this whole like deleting spree of photos and shit at the beginning of the year, like on everything across social medias in my devices. I literally went on my fake. I don't use my Facebook. You can search me if you want to. If you even know my real name, <laughs> and you're not going to see, you'll probably see five photos. I deleted all that shit. I deleted all my statuses. Went to Instagram, was deleting unnecessary shit. Google photos, deleting unnecessary shit. Or at least I thought it was unnecessary shit because I went to look for my Hyde Park videos and I deleted them. And I was devastated. Shout out to Instagram for keeping fucking stories as an archive because I I literally had to go to Instagram and re-download all them videos. Thank God I did it. But like, guess what else I deleted? My Jasmine Sullivan videos from her tour. So I had to go to my Instagram and I didn't even have all the fucking clips. So if you think about doing a podcast about something that you really like, make sure that you back up media that you may have had even before you had the idea of doing a podcast or any such thing so that shit like this don't happen. Luckily... I did find a lot of my stuff on social because I post. So learn a lesson on, on backing up photos and videos. So I'm going to try to do better at uh, documenting some experience. I got two concerts in my camera right now that I still need to post. Well, I mean, I posted a glimpse, but I got a lot more videos that I need to post. And I'm definitely going to do an episode about that. Um, But yeah. Don't be so quick to delete shit. <laughs> Definitely clean house though. Man, I cannot say how good it felt to delete all those fucking pictures off Facebook. I don't know if it, I don't know what it was, but I literally felt like I screen, spring cleaned my house. Like a weight has lifted off my shoulder. I don't know if it's the memories that be popping up. I think that's what it is. Like some of the memories is cool, but it's just like I, these little post with these stupid little phrases and shit like I don't believe in these phrases anymore so I don't know like seeing memories pop up and like screenshots that's just not me so I just felt the need to delete it I don't know does anybody else feel like that like I used to reshare my memories and I'm like yeah I said this three years ago but I don't feel the same so get the shit off of here <laughs> anyway I just went off on a rant but yes don't delete 
photos and videos that you think you might need or at least export them to a fucking drive and I think that's about it I feel like I laughed a lot on this episode <laughs> and I don't know why maybe it's because it's been a while since I did one and I'm in a good mood I'm off on Friday so that's cool if you would like to follow us on Instagram or at least follow me you can do so Dirty Diana Princess on Instagram Twitter is one underscore DD Princess what the fuck is going on with Twitter my timeline is so messed up let me tell y'all I'm sorry I'm like really ran today and my allergies are starting to mess up but my timeline is fucked and I know it's fucked because Beyonce posted pictures of her in her Oscar outfit I had to go to the search and type her name in to see the first it should have been right there on my timeline Things that used to be on my timeline right there aren't anymore. I didn't know anything about that white lady attacking Quinta Brunson about that charter school episode until I had to find it on Instagram. Like that shit. Why wasn't that in my Twitter feed? I follow everything about Quinta Abbott Elementary and they need to get that shit together because that was the one social that (laughs) it was not stuffy. It wasn't full of fucking pictures. Like, I need need that back. So, do something. Somebody, you know who you are. Dude, buddy, (laughs) Elon. Do something and put that shit back. Because I don't like having to go search for what's trend. I want to just laugh and scroll. And I have blocked a lot of accounts on my Twitter. Because I don't know who these people are. Like, (laughs) I'm so annoyed. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm ranting right now. Anyway, but yes. My Twitter is one underscore DD princess. You can follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at the Melage Lounge. Doc. No, not dot com. <laughs> the Melage Lounge. We do have a website, themelagelounge.com. We have an email, VIP at the You can do your own cape and not capping at cape not cap. I need to check that email address, but I'm pretty sure it's cape not capping at gmail.com or just send it to VIP. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I need to do like an audit. They don't talk about that shit either. When you get a podcast or whatever it is, you need to do like a social media audit across all your things and make sure the shit all matches. <sighs> but it's cool. So like I said, three episodes a month so that I can keep myself together. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. There will be a playlist as always associated with this podcast. You can find it on Apple Music and Spotify. So this week's playlist is all about time, time, time 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 dealing with discovering yourself friendship between like loki and sylvie and yeah and new music from it's definitely gonna be some caliuchis in there (laughs) um caliuchis in there i'm a sago see if i I ain't gonna lie did i finish that playlist i hope it's done (laughs) because i might need to finish it when i get off of here but please follow us let me know what songs you like put me on to some new songs some new artists these ticket concert prices are getting ridiculous so i need to find more local people some 20 holler shows are my fave um i think that's it i've done enough i need to go finish washing clothes so see y'all see y'all see you see you when i see you
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.